after a while, you start burning yourself out because you're always just trying chasing to the money. chasing money and working more to chase more money. Um, but you don't really have a goal set in, in place and you burn yourself out and you kind of become um, less motivated. You don't know where you're going in yeah, life. Yeah, you're aimless. You're, you're aimless. just kind of spinning in circles. But until I was able to define what, at least a big picture, what my life to look like, kind of break down the numbers of how much money do I need to achieve that happiness? Or at least in my head. And so now, okay, I know what I have to do to get there. Welcome to the Magnetic Mismatch Show. My name is Linda. And this is Will, and I am wearing a hair clip today. <laughs> the freaking hair, it's been growing like crazy. And if you're not watching this on YouTube and you're just listening, my hair is like really long. It's so long that it's like touching my eyes, scratching my eyes. So I had to put on a, a hair <laughs> clip for the first time. I've never used one before. And you were having a blast watching me struggle with it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I offered to cut your hair for you for you, free. You did? Yeah. And that made me really, really nervous. <laughs> and I even told you, don't worry, I'm a professional. Oh, okay. That makes me feel I've a lot better. I've seen my mom cut my dad's hair at least a hundred times at home. <laughs> and therefore now you're you're an expert, even though your mom does that for a living for people. Yeah, that's kind of like watching a YouTube tutorial, right? Well, I told you, you wouldn't even do that. I was like, hey, you know what? Um, I, I'm... I'm going to entertain the idea of you cutting my hair because at some point, if if this goes on and I can't see my barber, I might be desperate enough to just be like, hey, you know what, babe? <laughs> why don't you just cut it? But I'm like, if you're going to do it, um, I, I would feel a little bit better if you at least watched a couple of YouTube videos. You can easily find out how to cut hair for men. Why online. do I need a YouTube video? <laughs> Thank God. I've seen it live. It's called live YouTube <laughs> in person, in the real life. I bet right now there's so many couples yeah. where they're having that same discussion. Watch the wife or the girlfriend or Sig other is like, let me just cut it for you. Let me just cut it for you because you're starting to look ridiculous. Yeah. And I have a, a set of clippers in the bathroom ready for you. <laughs> ready for me? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be sleeping with if one you, eye open. I don't know about that. If you want, I'll FaceTime my mom. Hmm. Actually, that might be a better solution than you just going for it. But you know, it. my mom loves pranking you, so I don't know. Oof, yeah, that's true. That's where you get it from, too. <laughs> so she might... Um, you guys might be like in cahoots. Yeah, she might other. instruct me to just go zero all around. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, um, am I supposed to go this low with the number? Like, just go for it. It'll grow back. It's hair. It'll grow back, right? Even though I have to see clients and stuff. That's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> on the Zoom meetings. Yeah, can you imagine? They're like, I'm just not even going to say anything. We're on the Zoom and it's like the big elephant in the room is like, uh, you, you're missing some hair, aren't you? It's like bald spots or something, you know? It's like splotchy. Oh, God. I could totally see that happening. And you would have done it on purpose for sure. Oh, of course I would. <laughs> and then I would demand a tip afterwards. Oh. <laughs> That's the other thing. You wouldn't do it for free. There's, there's terms involved knowing no. you. The cost is free. 
but you still have to tip. Ah, for the services. Exactly. For the excellent service <laughs> of giving bald spots. Yeah. Oh, anyways. <laughs> All right, we're having too much fun with this now. Okay, so what are we Sleeping talking about? Sleeping with an eye open, I'm telling you. So what are we talking about today, we're, Will? We're actually talking about something completely different from haircuts, but uh, we're talking about the topic of does money buy you happiness in life? Hmm. Ooh. Hey, you didn't snap and just give like a quick answer? I mean, it depends Whoa. on the person. But I think before we, we go into money, because, um, yeah. you know, money has such a um like an emotional tie to it for many right. people i think if we just took a step back and define. kind of define what money is money is just a tool mm -hmm. it's a tool used to um trade for goods and services right people put a value on on whatever they consider money right At whatever the, the currency is the currency could be <laughs> seashe seashells or rocks or twigs it could be anything uh, yeah i mean back then gold. people yeah gold i mean if you really think about what gold is it's, it's a shiny piece of rock right i mean well it's metal but it's, yeah like, it's a little <laughs> bit more than that but yeah okay chemist or so yeah so it brings up a lot of emotions but i i think the reason for that is because it has to do with people's beliefs around money, whether those are good beliefs or I, I don't know, good or bad. Or I would say, like, are they empowering beliefs or disempowering beliefs? Are they limiting beliefs or beliefs that actually help serve you? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know for. Uh, well, I guess I could speak for the both of us because um, we grew up in a similar much environment, similar environment, in yeah. the same area where we would consider a blue collar mm -hmm. yeah right and you know i always believed that money was very difficult to make uh, you would have to work long hours for your money and get very little in return and the only way um to break out of that cycle was just to go to was to go to school and get a higher educa a higher education mm -hmm. Um, and there is no other, basically, no other path. or path or opportunities other than um, going to school, right? And working hard. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I think. Uh, I mean, I agree with you. Like, I think growing up, you know, we talked about this in another episode, but having immigrant parents and kind of that coming to this country with really nothing, mm -hmm. they had to do the blue collar work right um and that's what you saw as a kid i know i saw that like mom my mom would work long hours in uh sweatshops i don't know if people are familiar with what that is but it's like sewing clothes and it's a like factory. a sewing factory yeah it's a sewing factory it's a lot of manual labor um and it's long hours the conditions aren't great um you know they the place she worked at i remember um visiting one time and it was like there's no air conditioning. It's hot in there, right? Everybody had to bring like little mini fans and things like that if you're lucky. Um, and they're working really hard nonstop, mm -hmm. but you're only getting pennies for each article of clothing or something like that. I mean, this was a while ago, but still um, saw that. And then I saw my dad, you know, working graveyard shift, right? Not ideal hours, um, working till 3 a.m. In the, the, in the morning. 
um, working on the weekends, right? Working multiple jobs, right? So to me, growing up, that I always looked at, oh my gosh, you know, money is, it's really hard to make. Mm -hmm. It's, that's what it takes. And if you want to make more money, guess what? You got to put in more hours. Like you said, you have to trade your time for money. Yeah. And I think with the conditions they worked at or they were in, yeah. um, it makes you feel almost like the, the <laughs> owners or, you know, the business owners were, you know, greedy. Yeah, or, that's true. Or um, slave drivers or yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just like they were unkind people mm. to treat their workers that way. Um, Maybe we kind of associated that for all people that had money, right? Mm -hmm. That was another belief that we kind of grew up with. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, um, I think it's more subconscious. Like, I didn't actively think, oh, right, rich right. people are, are greedy or, you know, but I think it's like very subconscious. It's in right. back of your head because that was what we observed. Yeah. It, right? it wasn't like someone outright said it, although there were times like for some of the people that, um, we grew up with in the area you kind of hear it right yeah you from do time hear it from time to time but you know i've never actively said it or thought or about our it. parents have ever said it no um you know they never called their their uh, bosses like greedy or you know or anything negative but it, it, i think it's just when we saw their working conditions and their long hours mm -hmm. and how much yeah. they were getting reimbursed for their time and labor right you know you just kind of subconsciously um, equated equated to that right. and it became a negative thing that in order to obtain money you have to do this and you have to work in horrible conditions work long hours right and mm -hmm. you they would come home exhausted tired and that was our association oh wow money's money's hard to make yeah that's or, what it takes <laughs> you have to break your back yeah or sometimes i just felt like oh you just have to be so lucky you have to be lucky right. to be rich that or was you, another belief, yeah. Uh -huh. Or you need to be rich to have opportunities mm -hmm. or more opportunities. Yeah, or somebody got rich because they, they were just lucky. Yeah. Right, there wasn't any hard work or anything behind it. Mm -hmm. um, I Yeah, I remember hearing people say that too sometimes. And, you know, in the area that we grew up, um, just, and again, like you said, it wasn't like, I think even the people saying it, they didn't realize where it came from, right? Where that belief stemmed from. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes society kind of paints people like wealthy people or rich people um, as villains or evil or selfish. They're only out for themselves. They're trying to take advantage of people or, um, you know, those like just nothing. It was a lot of negative things, right? That were centered around that. Yeah, because I felt like society doesn't shine, doesn't do a, a very good job shining lights on the positive things or or the positive impact or right. how much they do help society sure. with their money. Yeah. Um, it's always, you know, try, it's always painting them as a, a villain mm -hmm. almost. That's the, again, that's where we were coming from though. Right. Cause we didn't have a context beyond that, mm -hmm. you know, cause in the area we grew up in, right. It was mostly blue collar folks and we didn't have exposure to the people beyond that mm -hmm. you know like wealthier folks or anything like that yeah it was until later on in life in, in yeah. life um, when you get into the workforce and all that yeah or even college right you kind of talk to people from different backgrounds and things like that yeah you get more context and, and perspective mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and the thing is, like you were saying, a lot of those beliefs, it's, it's so deeply seated, right, in your mind subconsciously you're not even aware of it at the time like we're the only reason we're even talking about it now is because we figured out that that's what was happening much later in life yeah right and it, it took um it took a lot of time and and um uh doing a lot of uh, self-development yep. for us to kind of recognize our deep rooted um negative belief on on money right yeah, so those were some of our beliefs around money. And, you know, everybody has different beliefs, you know, uh, that, again, they might not be aware of. And a lot of those beliefs, especially because when you're young, you didn't choose those beliefs. You know, those are typically in, involuntarily given to you, mm-hmm. right? You kind of adopt someone else's beliefs, whether that's your parents, your family, the people that you're around, like your friends, the environment, environment. <laughs> yeah it's huge yeah it's you're huge. absorbing all those beliefs uh-huh. and a lot of times unfortunately they might not be the right beliefs that align with your values or what's important for you right yeah. which leads into you know in order to answer that question of like does money buy you happiness you have to kind of figure out too right yeah you kind of have to figure out what is your definition of happiness Whew. And that's a tough one. It is. It's very tough because you have to sit there and define what makes you happy. Um, how much does it cost to, to cover those expenses to make you happy? So to further elaborate on that, um, does happiness mean being able to experience X, Y, and Z adventures? hmm um, does it mean um, that you don't have to work anymore? Does it mean um, covering just your basic necessities? So having like a sense of security, yeah, uh, safety, yeah. Or is um, happiness more spiritual for you? Mm, like spiritual fulfillment, yeah. Or could be giving back to giving. helping others, yeah. Maybe you get joy from that, yeah. Maybe it's. Um, having strong relationships with people that you care about, whether that's family or friends. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you, though. It's that part, I think, even like when we were doing these exercises of figuring out and, man, you got to spend time because growing up or even as an adult, it's like nobody ever writes down, right? Like you didn't learn that, oh, you should write down what you think it makes you happy, Right. And that can change. And that can change, exactly. Yeah. What you want when you're in your 20s might be different, right, versus later on in life. Yeah. In your 30s, 40s, 50s, and, and so on. And so I think it was it's really important that you clearly define, be very specific about what lights you up, right? What brings you joy, what um, gets you excited, right? Out, get, getting out of bed every morning. You know, yeah, and and that's not an easy question to answer. And I don't think it like even when we were doing this, figuring it out, it, it didn't just like pop up in like an hour, even right? No, and it took a while, and we kept um, <laughs> we kept defining it and changing it. I didn't know what I wanted yeah, for a long time, for a while, and it took a lot of like just thinking about it, right? Constantly, and what's adding. important to us, right? 
Um, so for example, if you if you value secure see, even if you say I value security and stability. Yeah. Right? You have to further define that. What does that mean to you? Right. Right. Does that mean that you're able to buy a house? Mm-hmm. And if so, how much? If you don't care about buying a house, what type of house or how much is your rent? Mm. Or, and you can further define that. What kind of car do you want to be driving if in a stable slash secured environment? And how often do you want to change your car? What type of car? How much is your car? Um, do you want to travel? Um, how much do you want to have in savings? Or do you not care about savings and you want an active um, stream of income revenue coming in to cover all of your basic necessities? Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of have to define how do you want to make your money as yeah. well. So even though you say you want security, but you have to further define that, right? Yeah, like deciding how much money is going to make you feel comfortable and secure, right? Mm -hmm. And that amount is defined by, like you said, what does that money actually buy for you? What are the things that it buys to give you those feelings of security? You know, if somebody's like, and that's different for everybody, right? I know some people that if they had, you know, a thousand or two thousand dollars a month, and it depends on where you live, right? Um, That might might be enough for them to feel like, hey, you know what? I've got a place to live. It covers my groceries. I got food, right? Uh, I've got um, gas in my car. It covers all my lifestyle expenses. And if I can do that, I'm going to feel very secure and safe if I have that covered for the rest of my life. And that's it. And that's enough for somebody. On the other side, there's also people that might need a lot more, right? They might need more things in order for them to feel secure. Maybe some people like they might need a a bodyguard. I don't know, a security team. That could be the case. Yeah, I mean, if they're a public figure. Right. And yeah. Maybe that's what it means for them. Yeah, to feel secure. Yeah. You have to have your own like security, you know, mm-hmm. security team or um, you need a house with a gated 20, community. Yeah. 24 seven security. Right. That, that, so you have to be specific with what you want. And that's not easy. And that is not easy. <laughs> and that is going to change. But you need to at least have a game plan. Right. Because if not, um you'll be working towards a goal that doesn't exist. Yeah, you're like aimless, right? Aimless. And I know that that's what I struggled with for a long time was like, I wasn't sure why why am I working? Why am I making money in the first place, right? I mean, beyond like the the fact that I need to eat, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I need a place to live. It was kind of like, you know, once you have those things met, at least for me personally, I was like, all right, the basics are there. I'm I'm good. I can survive, right? (laughs) Now it was... So what do I do with my money and why am I working so hard to obtain this money? Um, What is the purpose behind it? What am I trying to accomplish with that money? And for a long time, I just, I thought, I'm, you know, like in society, especially in, in, in our culture and just what we were taught, it was like, you just need to make more money. Well, cool. But why? What's it for? Yeah. I think I fell into that trap too. I was just um, making money. It's a struggle it was, to it was figure it out. Aimless. Yeah. Um, but the the problem 
is that after a while, you start burning yourself out because you're always just trying chasing to the money, chasing money and working more to chase more money. Um, but you don't really have a goal set in, in place and you burn yourself out and you kind of become um, less motivated. I think almost. jaded a little bit, right? Yeah. A little you, jaded. Yeah. And you kind of, you don't know where you're going in yeah, life. Yeah, you're aimless. You're, aimless. you're just kind of spinning it, in circles, right? Yeah, it makes yeah, it makes you a little jaded, a more un. Well, it made me unhappy, right? Because I didn't so have it did the opposite of happiness. Yeah, it made yeah. So the opposite of happiness, but until I was able to define what at least a big picture of what I wanted my life to look at look like, and um what my life to look like kind of break down the numbers of how much money do I need to achieve that happiness or at least in my head um, to achieve that happiness. So now, okay, I know what I have to do to get there. Right. So. So you list it out specifically. So for example, where do you want to live? What's the rent or payment, right? Yeah. If it's a house that you buy. What's the kind of car that you drive, like you were saying earlier? How much money would you need for uh, food and entertainment and all those things? For We enjoy traveling, so how much money would we need for that, right? Insurances. Mm -hmm. um, and if I, you know, and a potential vacation home. Sure. Um, so basically, I added up all those numbers. and How much would it cost? How much would it cost? And that's the number that I'm going to work towards. Mm -hmm. and focus on until I can achieve that. Right. Um, and for me, you know, for some people, they're okay with um, working there until retirement. Whatever that is for Whatever them. Or they're working for as long as, as they possibly can. Possibly can. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people, they enjoy that. Sure. They enjoy that hunt, that yeah. chase, that grind and to them maybe that's um security is as long as i can meet those numbers every single month or quarter whatever it is then they're happy but i defined my happiness as trying to figure out how to get that number or what i need without having to work until retirement age. if you chose not to work if right? i chose not to work i don't have so to. being free and financially independent basically yeah mm, yeah yeah I, I think that's that's where it takes time you know and it takes a lot of uh patience to figure it out because you might not figure it out right away um but it doesn't mean you shouldn't stop working or doing stuff no know? and i'm still trying to figure out how to get there um <laughs> and you refine it right that's I, what happens yeah i just need to keep working at it. i will find it one day but mm -hmm. Until that day, at least you have happens. a general direction right now. You yeah, know, what you want, and still working. You're getting more that. specific, though. Yeah, yeah, we both are. Yeah, and I think it's okay too to recognize that happiness isn't necessarily just one thing either, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, who doesn't want great relationships? Who doesn't want to feel secure? Who doesn't want to be able to buy stuff and have freedom and all those, right? But I, I think, it, like you said, it might be one thing that's more strongly. Um, important to you right more essential than the others and that's what should be focused on uh to define what that is for you what's that feeling you want you yeah know? and i think it's the journey of yeah. getting there too um is that once you're able to define what you want in life 
or what makes you happy. Makes it uh, more fun. It makes it more fun. And, <laughs> and, and the journey and the obstacles and everything that you have to jump through to get to your end goal. It's it's pretty fun. It's like a game. Sure. Yeah. Or at least for me. <laughs> yeah, that's the exactly. And you know, I enjoy challenges. Exactly. So, different things, right? Yeah. For different different people. things for different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So obviously, you know, that's the definition of happiness is really important, right? We know what money is now. We know what the definition is uh, for us. You have to kind of figure it out for yourself, the listener, um, and spend some time doing that. And let's say now you know what money is. You know that it's just a tool, an instrument to help you achieve or get the things that you want, right? That make you happy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so how do they go about doing that then? I mean, what else can they do? Um, I think they need to. What do we do? We, we, we did some exercises, we right? We did. We kind of figured it out. We basically had a brain dump. <laughs> or earlier, I was calling it a brain diarrhea, and you kept correcting me. Oh, God. You're like, honey, it's called a brain dump, not diarrhea. <laughs> but anyway. I mean, puns, right? Yeah. Technically, dump is, like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we, were, we gave ourselves a time limit, five minutes, and we literally just wrote down everything in our head that associates with money doesn't matter if it's good, bad, just write it down. Like just, what are your beliefs around money? Exactly. When you just, think of money, what do you think about? Yeah, what emotions come up? Yeah. Does it make you angry? Does it make you scared? Does it make you anxious? Does it make you excited, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or like, you know, like there's certain things that people believe, like money is the root of all evil or money, you know, rich people are evil, right? Whatever, whatever it came to your mind. Too. It could be good things too. I know we're just yeah. talking about a lot of that. Um, it could be money, money is, is very empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, money. Money helps people. Money is um, powerful, right? Yeah. Money can buy everything I want. There, yeah. There's a lot of, there were a lot of good things too. Yeah. There were a lot of good things or uh, money can help people improve lives. You know, it, it, Whatever your beliefs are. But you don't know bad. that until you do that exercise. Until you do that exercise. I didn't know that, um, you know, a lot, a lot of things that helped me back was me believing that money was so difficult to make. Right? Money involves um, sweat and tears and blood for you to make that and money. And don't get us wrong. You have to work hard. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> don't get me, Yes, I do work very hard, but... Um, that was the only way I knew how to make money was to work very hard. Well, I'm not saying it's easy, but there are ways where you don't you, you can have joy or yeah, have joy making money. Well, you don't have to break your back. Yeah. Right? You don't basically. have to kill yourself in exchange to make money. Mm-hmm. You could be smarter. You could be more efficient. You can ask for help, delegate, delegate. Right? leverage your relationships. Those were things that we kind of learned yeah. over time. And invest your money. Right. Your money can grow and make you more money. Yeah. You don't have to just um, grind for every for your, dollar. Exactly. You can get. Um, you can be smart about it. Yeah, and that's something that we didn't know before, right? Yeah. We just thought the only way when we were younger. Yeah, when we were really young, it was kind of like. 
the only way to obtain money is again, right, by working more hours, yeah. working a job. But what about investing? What about you know, take uh, leveraging money, borrowing money, using debt, right? Those different tools and instruments that we had no clue existed. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's not taught in school, right? And, and you know, unfortunately, unless you're around people that are familiar with those, uh, with having that knowledge, you're left without those tools. You don't even know they exist, right? And that, that's where we come with that mindset of like, this is the only path that we know about that will lead us to where we want. Yeah. So. And then I think it's very important after you do your your brain dump is to go back to every belief that it was that is negative in your head about money and kind of figure out where where does it stem from? Mm, yeah. Is it from your childhood? Is it from your environment? And why do you feel that way? Yeah. Right. Because um, some of the beliefs can be very um, disempowering. Right. And it can almost cripple you from, For sure. from achieving what you want to achieve. Or what happens is like if you have that belief and it's subconscious at a subconscious level, you automatically you will behave and act in certain ways that are associated with what you believe. So for example, if you believe money is hard to make, what's going to happen? It's going to be hard to make. It's going right? to be hard to make. Your actions will somehow match and mirror your belief. Yeah. Right? So somehow it ends up, man, I am, I'm always grinding. I'm always having to work my butt off um, in order to make a buck. Mm-hmm. Versus what if your belief was the opposite? Hey, you know what? Money is very easy to make. Yeah. And, you know, it's weird. It's kind of like it, it just happens. It attracts that energy too, yeah. you know. And I think um, once I kind of figured out all the the limiting beliefs and the negative beliefs I had with money, it kind of freed me a little yeah, bit too. A lot. Yeah. I'm no longer so f- fearful um, about changes or the potential of, I'm losing out on one opportunity because I feel like, okay, money is not that difficult to make. There's other opportunities. Right. Um, you feel like you're not trapped. Yeah, I'm not trapped. And money is abundant. Hmm. There's an abundance of money out there to to grab. So yeah. if you lose out on one opportunity, it's okay. Right. There's other opportunities out there for you. Yeah, you don't have the scarcity mindset. Yeah, it freed me. And hmm. I felt um, more empowered after you know, doing the exercise and really working on changing the way I felt about money. Yeah, because the first step is you got to identify what are those limiting and disempowering beliefs that you have that you probably weren't aware of until you actually write them out um, and then start working on eliminating those beliefs or at least catching yourself, right? Because I know it's not that easy to change and no. <laughs> and it's a constant reminder to yes. yourself because you will revert back because these are things that have been ingrained in you. Since you were born, a yeah. kid, right? Yeah. So for me, I'm 32 years old. So for 32 years, this is what I believed. And so now I have to change that belief system or belief in money. And that'll take a very long time. It's a work in progress, but at least now you're equipped with the knowledge that 
that's what that uh, limiting belief is. At least I'm aware. You're aware that it's there. So when you catch yourself thinking about something like that, that's not helping you, it's not serving you, then you can be, you can squash it, right? Right away. Catch yourself. Yeah. Or there's moments when, um, you know, I revert back to um, behaving the way that I, I used to because of my belief in money. You know, at least I can sit there and kind of talk myself out of it, right. out of the situation. And I've done that multiple yeah. times, even with you. And it helps because <laughs> now I can I- identify it and then I talk it out. And then I feel better. And then I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. What are you doing? I mean, yeah, this is my limiting belief talking, not me, not not my real me, right? So identifying and being aware is very helpful. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's the only way you can change, right? If you're not even aware of it, which that's where we were. We we were clueless that those beliefs were there in the first place. Because it's like, why am I getting this result, right? It wasn't the result that we wanted that was going to help us get to right? What our definition of happiness is. And yet we couldn't figure it out. Like why? Mm-hmm. What was going on? And it was like, oh, it's because we have these limiting or um, disempowering beliefs so deeply rooted in us that we didn't even know they were there. And it's not until you bring light to it. And it's like, oh, okay. Now when it comes up, we know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. We know how to get rid of it. Yeah. In that moment, at least. And that moment. But then you, <laughs> you will have to talk yourself um for many more times after. Yeah, yeah. You can't expect to go from w- where you're at to all of a sudden, you know, complete opposite. Yeah. That's not realistic. So getting back to whether money buys you happiness or not, um, I think money just provides the means um, for you to be able to buy or afford um, what you set out to be your definition of happiness. It gives you options, right? At the end of the day, that's what money does. It's a vehicle that allows you to have more options and to do what you want, like you said. Yeah. So it's not evil. It's not good necessarily. It's just dependent on how the person uses that tool, right? Yeah, I think like with anything or in any um, circumstances, um, if you're out to do evil you can do evil with anything even without money that's true uh if you have good intentions then money can amplify that right um you can use the money to help others um you can use the money to set up charities yeah um you can use money to provide someone with education yeah um so it, it can do a lot yeah so it could be good or bad uh, depending on the person sure. executing that tool. <laughs> Using that tool, yeah. Yeah. That's true. No, and that's that's really what it comes down to. And so I think, like we said at the beginning, you know, we can't really answer that question for you. Um, you have to figure it out for yourself because it's very personal. Um, but we believe that money at least allows you to have the power, right, to... Um, do whatever you want. So having it, I think, is important. It doesn't directly buy you happiness, but at least it gives you the ability to use it for whatever that that definition is for you, right? Yeah, Yeah, and um, I think by going through the exercise that we did, that Will and I went through. That was so helpful for us. Yeah, I think 
it changed us by making well it, in a way it kind of gave me um, a sense of direction yeah right clarity clarity and it also helped um with the limiting beliefs i had with money and that freed me mm -hmm. a little oh big time not just yeah, a little that's true it really did it I made think, me more confident actually yeah your mood changes your yeah. view changes i think your behavior changes right everything kind of falls in line um after you change your mindset so i know like a lot of times you hear that and it's like oh you got to change your mindset everybody talks about it right self-improvement yeah but it's true and we're we've done it you know yeah i think it's because um you know one of the things that was like deeply enrooted in me was um education was the only way right the only path that i had and when it wasn't what you expected yeah i was afraid to change you know i felt a little trapped but now that i i recognize that and i do see that there are other options um to get what you want yeah it kind of it very it actually yeah no, it did it, it empowered me big time um knowing that there are other options and it it actually gave me a drive to seek those options. Yeah, more, yeah, more solutions, more uh -huh. tools that you want to have to help you get your de definition of success. Yeah, or happiness. Or happiness. <laughs> yeah, they kind of go hand in hand. for some people, right? Yeah, success could be having a family, having kids, raising well, you know, kids well, all that stuff too. So, yep, cool. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, I guess the only other thing is we want you to share. We want to hear from you, right? As always, we want to hear, you know, um, if this episode helped you, maybe gave you some direction, because uh, I know what it feels like if you don't know what you want, mm -hmm. um, if you haven't spent the time. I think that's the biggest thing. It's not that, you know, a lot of people don't know just because they don't know. Sometimes it does take some time to figure out, right? But it's also just going through the exercise, deliberately putting time in your schedule and really think about this. Because it's like we all work, right? We all go to work or we go do, we work for money. We spend time chasing money. But then it's like, do we ever stop to think, why are we doing it in the first place? You know, mm -hmm. um, anything that's really important. So we want to hear from you guys what your stories are. Um, and then make sure to, as always, subscribe to the channel, to YouTube, if you're watching us on YouTube and subscribe to our, our podcast. Oh yes. That too. <laughs> Apple podcasts. Yes. At magnetic mismatch, our Instagram handle. Yep. We're also on uh, all other major platforms for audio. So Spotify, Google podcasts, Stitcher, all that good stuff. So. Uh, and make sure to share, you know, if this uh, was a good podcast or a good episode for you and you enjoyed it, we'd love for you to share this with your friends and family. Um, you know, hopefully they'll get some good value out of it, too, or yeah. entertainment. And we release a new podcast every Thursday. So make sure you tune in every Thursday to <laughs> listen to our voices. Yes. Beautiful voices. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye.